today on CityCast Denver. The state's now taking the training wheels off and leaving COVID restrictions up to the cities and counties. This means places have the green light to reopen, including live music venues. This is the first time in recorded history that live music has been completely shut down like this. What does COVID safe live music look like when it returns in a month? We'll hear from one independent venue operator. Temperature checks are not going to be required. As of today, we learned that masks outdoor will not be required. They'll be suggested. Today is Friday, April 16th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Let's take a look at the news. It's another cold spring day in Denver. Cloudy skies and snow showers in the morning and a chilly high of 38. The Southeast Colorado site where the federal government incarcerated thousands of people of Japanese descent during World War II may become a national historic site. That's if Representatives Ken Buck and Joe Neguse can gather enough support in Congress. Their bill would help make sure we never forget that shameful chapter in our country's history. Yoga on the Rocks is back and will be inviting up to 500 yogis to participate in each class. Weekend classes kick off June 5th for 17 bucks. Dust off that yoga mat that's been in the back of your Subaru for the last year and head to Red Rocks for a truly Colorado workout. Live music is everything to me. In non-pandemic times, it consumes my life. But I've almost forgotten what being at a show is like. God, that's sad. But there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Today, the state's COVID dial is no more. Restrictions are now up to cities and counties. And music venues are starting to announce when they'll open again, and I cannot wait. The the number of times that I talk on a Zoom meeting where somebody just doesn't unmute themselves, and then I'm like, why don't they do that? And then I do it. I'm like, oh. Oh, Levitt Pavilion, a grassy amphitheater in West Denver, is set to reopen in May. Chris Sacker is CEO of the Live Music Nonprofit and has been working around the clock through the pandemic to keep independent music alive. Chris, I know you've been working really hard, not just in Colorado, but on a national level too, to keep your industry afloat. What are some things you've been involved in to support independent music in the last year? You know, so I, I was involved really early in on, on NEVA. Which is the National Independent Venue Association? That's correct. That's okay. correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I was talking in with, with my friends who had, uh, who are other uh, independent venue owners. And we were like, you know, as these independent promoters are getting eaten up and these venues are struggling because of the competition that's now existing within their markets, we're, we were very concerned about the long-term viability of the independent music scene. We said, hey, we really need to start an organization where we can all work together so that we can do national tours because we have this network of venues and where we can kind of compete in that space. So we would already start these conversations about really starting this organization and then COVID hit. Mm. And Neva comes together more as an organization to advocate for the health and survival of the music scene. And, you know, when we talk about venues, we're not just talking about venue owners. We're talking about promoters and local artists and regional artists, because 
it, it's a chicken in the egg. You can't, the artist has nowhere to play without the venue and the venue has the venue, no business without the, the artist. Venue, yeah, exactly. So you're, you're in this symbiotic relationship with them. So we brought in, you know, now independent promoters and independent comedy clubs. So all of these independents got together and started lobbying Congress and, um, we were able to, you know, push through this $15 billion act as a brand new organization. Oh, so you're talking about the Save Our Stages Act that was passed by Congress in December. Yeah, we sent two and a half million letters to Congress over the course of four months to, to support this thing. And, you know, it's been this constant struggle of, you know, one side of my brain is working on how do we find additional relief funds? So I went to the state of Colorado and asked them for 25 million and we got seven. And that not for me individually, it was to right. be granted out to, to all, all of these other these venues. Then, you know, on the other side of my brain, I'm sitting here working on, on reopening. Like how, how can we walk with this, with the state? We are in the midst of a pandemic, but we're also in the midst of an economic crisis that, that we haven't really seen yet. I mean, we've seen pieces of it, but it's going to get bad. And music typically is the recession-proof business outside of alcohol. Um, this Why, is the like first live time, music? Live music. This is the first time in recorded history that live music has been completely shut down like this. Wow. Um, we usually go north during bad times. People want... Entertainment. They want to they get away from the stuff they're dealing with. Yeah. To kind of bring this into current context with where we are, the conversation of going out, what we're doing, I wanted to know with all the advocating you've been doing all year for live music to get it back open in a safe way, how do you feel about the idea of the vaccine passport? You know, this is an interesting subject because we started talking vaccine passports. Um, I want to say it was like last July was the first time that somebody approached me with an, with an app that at the time the, a vaccine was still kind of in the future, but we knew they were working on them. And the idea was, is that, hey, this is a way to get people open by the fall. So this is before that huge winter surge. But at the time they thought that you could, you could get tested um, up to 72 hours before you went to an event and um, you would be safe to enter. So you would use the, an application to show that you got tested. You would buy your ticket and then you would get a notification that said 72 hours before you have to go to a CVS or a Walgreens and, and get, get, a a, get a test, get a test. And um, we thought, oh, this might be a really good way to get us open. So fast forward a little bit, vaccine comes out. A lot more of these applications are out now. Um, are in, in the works. There's there's a few companies here in Denver who have them. There's some I've talked to in New York and in Neva. We thought this might be really cool for independent venues because we've got to get back open. I've been talking with the state for a long time and I brought this up with them and there's a couple of issues with it. And the first is, is that it can become an accessibility yes. issue. That was my thought yeah. was the access issue. And the second is that all of the vaccines are operating under emergency um, approval from the FDA. They are not um, actually approved by the FDA for use. So the federal government cannot sanction a passport for a vaccination that does not have full FDA approval. Oh. And the states, the state of Colorado at least, 
refuses to do the same thing because of the same reasons. So it's, it's a little deeper than just having the passport or not. Um, we're also seeing, you know, today we're, we're over, was it 2.3 million Coloradans have at least had their first vaccinate, vaccine yeah. vaccination. And they're in Denver alone. They're doing something like, you know, 10,000 vaccinations a day. Um, by the time venues like mine are open, we open on, on May 14th, most, no, all of those people that have already gotten their first vaccination will have, will have had their sec- second vaccination by then. So it's really like, it's a timing thing. How do you foresee smaller, especially indoor independent venues? Have you guys had any sort of strategy around helping them figure out how to do this social distancing or what, what opening for everybody's going to look like? Yeah, you know, so I'm I'm the board chair for SEVA, the Colorado Independent Venue Association. So I'm I'm the chair for NEVA in the state of Colorado, and then the board chair for SEVA overall. And and um, we talk about this a lot, and we have to have some kind of reopening guidelines that are universal. They're internally universal, so that you know we can work together long term to make sure that if 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 you come to my venue what you see there is what you should expect when you go to the Boulder theater or the Gerald Ford amphitheater or so, you know, we worked with the state an awful lot on reopening and we've given them um, both the state and the counties a lot of guidance on what we think, you know, unfortunately on the indoor side of things, we're just not there yet where you're sharing, where you're in a room with a shared HVAC system with a thousand people crammed together, coming in and out of these narrow corridors. Um, It's just not safe yet. Yeah. So you, you all are going to be opening in a month. What could you walk me through what it'll look like for someone to go to your venue and go to see a show? Yeah, this is what I think it's going to look like because it's changed multiple times. (laughs) It changed again today. Um, You know, we were, thanks babe. My wife is sweet enough to bring me some hot tea. Um, So you know, really what we're looking at for opening right now um, is the, it'll be a pod setup. So all the pods are will be separated by uh, six foot distancing. So where you would normally come out to Levitt and, you know, kind of congregate closer to the stage, there's going to be people all the way up to the back of the hill, all the way down to the front. And they'll, the pods are like 12 by four. And we, we were originally saying four people per pod, but we're allowed 10 people per pod. Um, I don't know that we're going to back off of that yet. I think for our first few shows, it'll be four people per pod. So you can't just show up to the venue this year. You have, at least in the beginning, you have to RSVP even for, for a free show. You have to bring your QR code. Temperature checks are not going to be required. As of today, we learned that um, masks uh, outdoor will not be required. They'll be suggested, um, which is good. We don't want to be mask police. So you're still going to get a good live music. You're, it, it, you guys are lucky in the sense that you're outdoors. Yeah. So people will well, still get that experience. Yeah. We're going to be capped at um, 3,376 people to start, um, which is it's a decent number. We, we can live with it. On the free series, we can live with it for sure. Um, and what is that in comparison to your normal cap? Like 20,000. Oh, <laughs> wow. Small. Okay. Yeah. So it's quite reduced. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, if you go, you know, 10 square feet per person, we're at about 20,000. Okay. 
what can the community do to support live music right now as it starts to reopen? I mean, obvious things are as as venues reopen buy tickets, but is there anything else that you're you're hoping people take away from this experience and and maybe that they don't know how to support live music? Um, yeah, there's lots of ways to support live music in in, in this community. And um, you know, generally I would always say no matter if we were in COVID or not, that if you like that band and they're a local band uh, or they're a regional band, don't just listen to it on your Spotify account. Um, go buy an album. Um, even if you want to listen to your Spotify, still just buy the album and put it in your car or something. Buy the CD, buy the vinyl, buy their merch, um, support them and know that, you know, this is their livelihood and it's it's it keeps our music community healthy. Um, support our local venues like red rocks is going to be fine if you're if you're going to go to multiple shows this year buy that ticket to red rocks for your favorite band but go explore what we have here we've got an amazing community i don't even think that most people realize how many big named huge famous artists live in the state of colorado it's it, it's insane you know and and tell you right alone there's a ton. Jules right. out there. Chris Robinson's out there. The Violet Femmes guys live out here. I mean, uh, STS nine is out here. Lumineers West still lives in Capitol. That everybody still lives here. And yeah. they, you know, from all these big bands, and they got their breaks at the High Dives and the Larimer Lounge and Mercury Cafe and all of these places. Support those places. Like buy tickets to them. If you don't want to go see the show, go to the venue site and buy venue merch or donate to their fund to help keep them alive. It's uh, it, music in this town is not just what you see at the stadiums and at Red Rocks. It's much, much deeper than that. Well, Chris, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. This thanks for having been, me. This has been great. That's all for this week here on CityCast Denver. But thanks to Chris Zacker, I'm going to be dreaming about live music all weekend. This is my plea. Pitbull, please come back to Denver soon. Hey, producer Alexandra McMahon, what's the first show you're going to see when this is all over? Oh, that's so tough. I don't know if I have a specific show, but like any show at Fillmore Auditorium. Like, I just want to be in that space again. I don't care who I'm watching. And producer Paul Caroli, who do you want to see in concert when venues reopen? Easy answer, Bree. Los Mocochetes. I've got these guys in my head every day and I can't get enough. Peyton Garcia writes our newsletter. Hey, Peyton, what's your pick? You know, I'm actually an 87-year-old woman at heart and concerts are not really my thing anymore. So unless it's Taylor Swift and even that would require some convincing. I've got other stuff I want to do with my post-pandemic free time. As Paul mentioned, the music on our show is by Los Mocochetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get our podcasts, follow us wherever you get your social media, and tell a friend about us next time you see them. You can sign up for our daily newsletter and learn more about us at citycast.fm forward slash Denver. See you later. Perfect. All right. Wonderful. That was great, you guys. Good job, everyone.